with you. Let us pray. Almighty Father, whose dear Son, on the night before his supper, instituted the sacrament of his body and blood, mercifully grant that we may receive it thankfully in remembrance of Jesus Christ our Lord, who in these holy mysteries gives us a pledge of eternal life, and who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever.
received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also, after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The word of the Lord.
loved his own who were in the world. He loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied the towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash, except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you should also do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, Servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, no, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord.
May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and redeemer. Amen. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet. Jesus knew what was happening, what the next hours and the next day would bring. He knew that this was his last meal with his friends. He knew each of them intimately, for they had walked the dusty roads of the countryside together, preaching and healing. They had sailed through storms on the Sea of Galilee, had braved demanding crowds, argued, shared meals. They were friends. He knows he is about to die, and he chooses to spend the last time he has with those he knows his friends, the ones he loves. Isn't that what we hope for, for ourselves when death is near? To be with our loved ones? Jesus knows each one of them, their weakness, their gifts, their fears, their betrayals. Peter, Thomas, Judas, James, John, and he knows each one of us, Walter and Maureen, Robert and Patricia, Deborah and Jim, he knows all his disciples, all his own who are in the world, and he loves all of us to the end. He knows himself, that he's come from God and that he is going to God. And in a most remarkable and surprising way, with this knowledge of himself and what is to come, he does this shocking thing. He takes off his robe, ties a towel around his waist so his hands are free, but he has the towel at the ready. And he begins to wash the disciples' feet in the middle of dinner. Peter immediately protests as this is not how things are done. We may feel that same anxiety. It's church. I come here dressed in my best most days with my shoes on. Thank you very much. I greet those I know, smile somewhat warmly at those I don't know, and leave sustained to do my own life, my way, until next week. Bare feet in the middle of dinner. Bare feet in church? I don't think so. Jesus' act is shocking to Peter and the disciples and to us because it is outside the normal order of things on multiple levels. 
Now we all know that in Jesus' time, when people walked around in sandals in a mostly desert climate, foot washing was a sign of hospitality. When someone came to your house, you offered them water and a towel to clean their feet before they came into your house and tracked all that dust in there. It was a hot and a dusty walk to get there in most cases. Most people would have washed their own feet before entering the house. In some cases, a very wealthy person may have had a servant or a slave wash their feet for them. So Jesus' decision to do this menial thing in the middle of dinner, while admitting that he was in fact their Lord and teacher, was troubling and confusing. What I love about it is that he makes a decision to do something, to show them something, rather than to simply tell it again. How many times have we listened to parents or teachers tell us to do something, and it goes in one ear and out the other? Jesus has been teaching and showing the disciples throughout his ministry, but they often don't get it, don't understand what he really means about God's kingdom, God's plan, God's love, God's will for the world, where human hierarchy is inverted and the least will be exalted. that in God's vision we are all one. No one higher than another. Each of us special and privileged only because we are a child of God. We are to serve and care for one another not as benevolent givers or judgmental do-gooders, but as friends. Equal in our humanity, in our sin, and in our belovedness. Jesus' action is the model. He knows how we are. He knows how troubling this will be to Peter and to us. We can hardly believe it, and we chafe, at least I do, at the intimacy of it. In our context, we don't often reveal our feet to anyone unless we have the requisite pedicure or the latest sandals. Jesus tells us that this level of caring and connection and vulnerability, the thing that makes us uncomfortable, is actually what God is telling us to do. The beloved community God is inviting us into. Jesus models it for the disciples and for us. Not words, but actions. Small acts of caring, of healing, of presence. Stripped of our shoes, our pretenses, our sense of privilege, our armor of money and education, we are to care for one another as equals, as friends. 
How Francis washed feet today. He washed the feet of twelve prisoners. Francis knelt before them, washed and kissed their feet. His action to show the love of God made real his statement that all of us together are brothers, sisters, children of the same God. We are both invited and challenged today to pray and reflect on these actions. Jesus and Pope Francis. They both understand that love and friendship, dismantling of the world's framework to embrace God's kingdom, is not so much about words, but about our actions. Both Jesus and Francis show us a picture of equality, humility, service, friendship, and self-giving love, which transcend our human fears and assumptions. At the end of the reading, Jesus told the disciples, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. And it's by this that everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you show by your actions toward your brothers and sisters that you have love for one another. So may the service of foot washing be real for each of us and for us as the body of Christ here at Trinity Church. Not a reenactment of a story, but part of our real story. May we be blessed as we do it for one another. In Jesus' name.
on Jesus to be among us both servant and Lord. In these hallowed actions, empower us to serve you and one another more faithfully. We ask this through him who gave his life and died for us, yet who is alive and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. I ask your prayers for God's people throughout the world, for this gathering and for all ministers and people. Pray for the church. I ask your prayers for peace, for goodwill among nations, and for the well-being of all people. Pray for justice and peace. I ask your prayers for the poor, the sick, and the hungry, the oppressed, and those in prison. Pray for those in any need or trouble. I ask your prayers for all who seek God or a deeper knowledge of God. Pray that they may find and be found by God. I ask your prayers for the departed. Pray for those who have died. I invite your prayers of intercession and thanksgiving at this time, either silently or aloud. Welcome to everyone here this evening for this beautiful service as we walk with Jesus sort of in real time. Uh, tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. in the chapel, we will have a service of the Good Friday liturgy, and then again at noon in here. There will be music at noon, spoken at 7 a.m. Please do join us for Good Friday.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For our sins he was lifted high upon the cross, that he might draw the whole world to himself, and by his suffering and death he became the source of eternal salvation for all who put their trust in him. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Thy kingdom come, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever.
have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord.